This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network and Maj Don are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy, sell, short, cover securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value if we are long and fall if we are short. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Avoiding the Crowd podcast. I'm your producer, Robert Kraft, on behalf of SNN Podcast Network. And uh, joining us, it's your host, Maj Don. Maj, what's going on, man? I know, Bobby. I'm doing great. Still you're, out of the, you're out of the bunker this time. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm a, yeah that's right. Now. It's a little, where I'm at now is a little chillier, though, so I have to, <laughs> to bundle up. You got the, got the coat on going on. Nice. I'm having great. a hard time finding good internet where I'm at. Really? What's going, what's going on? I'm mean, Florida's uh, having issues with internet connection. What's what's happening? I'm actually not in Florida right now. I'm actually uh, in Philadelphia visiting uh, my brother. Oh, nice. So, nice. How's everyone doing? They're doing great. And, you know, the weather's cooperating, so I'm happy. Oh, there you go. Look, I mean, where you're at, look, you got, you have a whiteboard. You're able to write something on there. What, what, why, why would you write tier one quality micro caps? Are you alluding to today's topic or something? You know, I just thought about it last second. Like I had nothing to talk about because you, you always put me under freaking like a spot. That <laughs> I, I sent you a great topic yesterday that we're gonna save for a future pod, by the way. But but I sent you a great topic. We can do that now too. I mean, we can do both. I mean, oh for sure. Well, let's 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 do this one because I thought it was a really good idea. Um, you know, as as most of you know, Maj uh, publishes geoinvesting.com uh, has has a newsletter that he puts out there that's really all about covering tier one quality microcaps. Um, highly recommend everybody go in and subscribe. I mean, part of the reason we started this podcast is Maj is one of the best stock pickers out there in, in microcaps. And so, you know, being that he happens to uh, not only pick tier one or tries to pick and hopefully always does pick uh, tier one quality microcaps, you know, he has a newsletter talking about them. So we thought it would be a good idea to really kind of define what that means. What what are tier one quality microcaps? So uh, with that, Maj, you want to uh, want to explain this? Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for the uh, compliments there, Bobby. But there's, I think, maybe a little overdone there, but whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So it, actually, no, the whole tier one quality thing came up. Um, you know, I, I've been like invested for, thir- you know, you know, three decades now and learning a lot along the way and making a lot of mistakes. And I've invested a lot of junk over time. And, um, you know, I recently decided to take a, you know, a step back and look at my own investing career and, you know, geo investing and how it's evolved. And, you know, the last um, several, like maybe three years, we really tried to tighten up geo investing's kind of search for quality. Um, we were, we, when we launched Geo, we were still focused on quality, but we also, were, you know, maybe a little more speculative. So we would kind of bring some speculative ideas um, uh, to our membership base. But over time, we we figured, hey, you know what? Um, we hit it out of the park, you know, a few times with speculative picks, but what I would call like lower quality or not tier one quality companies. But when I looked at the long term performance of a lot of our stocks, you know, the, obviously the ones out that shined you know, year and year out um, after year after year. 
they tend to be like tier one quality. And I really didn't define it until, you know, maybe a year ago. I started thinking about it, like, what does that mean? What does a tier one mean? What are some of the common characteristics? And the reason I started thinking about that was because I've noticed there's just a lot of lower quality companies going public, in my opinion, these days. And um, I can finally say from investing for a long time, you know, back in the day, you know, it was used to be this and that. <laughs> so it's not like my dad or something or all out of touch, you know, blowhard. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, so um, what I um, kind of came to the conclusion was here, there's some qualities that are consistent across some of the companies that I've had success with over my over the years. And I decided maybe to define those. And we've really, really been concentrating on bringing more of those ideas to geo-investing. Um, and it's really more fun for me too. Um, and um, we're really loving it. And it's actually reduced my investment universe, you know, from, you know, a, a lot, a, a, we had a lot more, we, we might have had at one point a geo couple hundred stocks we were kind of like following. I mean, in, in our long uh, portfolio um, when we first started. And we've really narrowed that down to a lot more manageable kind of um, um, uh, universe for us. Although we cover, you know, hundreds and hundreds of stocks in geo-investing um, because we had just had 13 years of doing this. And uh, that's also allowed us to create a really nice um, portfolio uh, or, or universe of high quality, what we feel, uh, companies. And these are coming in out of the favor too, which is nice. I mean, you might have a company, it's a high quality company that maybe wasn't investable three, four years ago because we just didn't think it was the right time. Now that's coming, you know, coming to cycle. But other ones are tier one companies are dropping off maybe our portfolio because maybe the growth isn't there anymore, even though they're high quality or maybe their price targets have been reached. So we're continually monitoring that universe. And it's become more manageable for us, which our members are really appreciating, I think, too. So uh, we can talk about the returns later in our time, Bobby, of those stocks, but um, to give some case studies and stuff. But so I wanted to share a tier one you know, list. Um, and there's, right now it's about 10, and it may change over time. I used to be nine. I added one to it recently. Um, and I'm going to share my screen, and we can go over them real briefly uh, on these characteristics and maybe um, see how that goes. This is actually one of my favorite. You know, there's there's ten of them here, um, but this this first number one uh, one here long operating history of at least twenty years. The longer the better, really. And that really wasn't on this list until recently. I think I can't believe I didn't put it on the list. And then I that basically stems from my thought earlier or my experience that there's a lot of these newer companies um, and just across market caps really that I just think are lower quality. You know. The, the, We've experimented with um, Reggae Plus, which I think has been a disaster, and that you know that nothing, not great quality come out of that. And even some of the reverse mergers aren't that I've seen aren't the best quality. So I think a lot of it is because of the, the the way things have changed over time in terms of the perspective of investors and management teams thinking shorter term versus longer term. And a lot of these older school management teams still have that kind of. Um, mentality to think long-term there's a purity to a purity to some of the way they're thinking. Um, so I try and find a lot of many of those really kind of legacy management teams. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's the same management team um, that's actually still with the company. And sometimes a newer team coming in maybe to kind of give the, you know, old team a little more um, a reality check maybe and maybe find some interesting things that are going on in the company that aren't being utilized correctly. 
Um, so that you'll see a lot of our companies now, um, I would say maybe, maybe, maybe 80% of our companies are kind of falling into that kind of category now. Um, and so that's really, really important thing to me. And you know, what's, what's important too is a lot of these older companies, they send, if they've been around for 50, 60 years, they've hung around or they've proven they could hung around even, even if they're not growing yet, or they went through growth spurts and then they've had a long time of doing nothing but just sticking around, you know, generating cash but not growing. And these companies, things tend to happen where, you know, when there, if, um, there is time to start growing again, they're ready for it. Um, and a lot, for example, COVID-19 has basically created a lot, re, reinvented a lot of these older school companies to, to be able to um, grow again. So um, strong, obviously strong management, that's, doesn't, that's a no brainer. You know, I'm looking for um, um, stronger teams that have, um, have a history maybe of um, doing it right at other companies um, or have even been at their company for a long time and had periods of, you know, strong growth. Um, and I had this thing like, I, I love to find these companies with best in class products with first in class management teams or first class management teams. And uh, we try as, as much as possible to find those type of situations. And particularly, I like some of these um, CEOs and um, CFOs that have kind of gone through difficult times and have proven they can immediately uh, rise their challenge and come out even better. And I, I really enjoy how meeting um, these CEOs that have tell, tell me about their problems and admit they went wrong, but came out of it stronger. So um, a lot of times these happen, um, it's funny, um, these situations are around the marketing of a particular product line or service where the company just doesn't have, the, he didn't have the right or she, maybe the right marketing, uh, um, plan in place or hire, hire the wrong marketing team um, and learn from that. And that gives me confidence. Like, and that's, that's not a mistake they're going to make again. Let them go through some mistakes before I invested in them sometimes, how I feel. Get that out of the way. So looking for a little history and management too of um, solving problems. Uh, number three, uh, a management focus on the business and not the stock price movement. Um, look, I knew we all want the stock price to go up and we want our management team to want the stock price to go up. But when we concentrate too much on stock price movement, you know, we can lose focus on the long-term. That's not just management teams, that's just us as investors. If we, if we as investors are thinking day to day, minute to minute, we forget to really focus on how to really invest for the long-term and analyze the business from that perspective. Um, and sometimes there's hurt and pain you gotta take in the short-term to build a long-term portfolio and a bit of long-term company. So I'm really looking at that um, as a really important factor for when I look at teams. Um, and they become less um, prone to being a pump and dump, which you know can happen a lot in the microcap space and cap space. Four, of course, generating revenue. And I don't even mean like tons of revenue, just as long as you show me you can, you're making some revenue and have, a, and have a path to increase that revenue over time. Um, is really important to us. Uh, we don't really invest in development stage companies that much here at GEO. At or near profitability is number five. Um, again, this depends on the industry we're dealing with. Um, some industries we want to have, you know, definitely strong profitability. Um, in other industries, we're not, we're not maybe looking for companies that are near profitability, 
um, for example, software uh, type of companies or recurring revenue type of companies, we're willing to buy these companies, even if they're at break even, um, as long as they have a long-term you know, um, strategy to grow revenues rapidly and eventually be able to, on a dime, create profitability. And you'll see that with a lot of SaaS companies and medical, um, in the software, a lot of medical device companies that trade more on price of sales or enterprise, revenue, uh, enterprise value to sales um, as more of a, of a barometer there. So um, that's something I learned over time, really. I was very focused on only buying stocks that were highly profitable like right now. Um, and, you know, I'm looking only at PEs. Uh, but over time, I learned to, you know, really look more at the business plan itself and ask myself, okay, well, maybe they're not profitable now. Um, is there a pathway to profitability five years from now? And then analyzing how much money they'll have to grow to get there. And can they can they get there organically by not raising a lot of money? Or will they have to issue a lot of stock to do that? So these are all factors that play, factors that play into that. Um, and uh, six, uh, we love high probability turnaround stories. Um, and I like this because you'll find that it might not look like a tier one company, but if you have, so it might be trading at a value, a discount to where maybe it could be if it was a tier one company or was a, um, you know, was growing at revenue and achieving or nearing profitability. So I'd like to find these really potential tier one management teams, product line stories that aren't, that just aren't quite there yet are in the middle of a turnaround story. Um, and I've learned, that's probably one of my favorites to be involved in now. It really, because it, it's just, you know, you have a, um, especially if, you know, you're maybe in that fifth or sixth inning of the turnaround story where you can tell it's just working. Um, so um, turnaround stories can be anywhere from revamping a product line to selling off assets and finding a hidden gem that old management team maybe didn't know they had. Um, uh, it's paying down debt, you know, right sizing the balance sheet, these kind of things. Um, the list the list can go on and on. I think, you know, for some, some degree, companies are continually in a turnaround story, right? They're always, because you have to keep getting better and keep watching the competition. Um, so there's a lot of um, variety of turnarounds we can look at. Maybe at a different time, we could do that, Bobby. It'd be, it'd be a lot of fun, actually. And again, that wasn't something I was willing to do well into my career, probably. I didn't do much turnaround stories for my first 15, 20 years. I wasn't comfortable with it. Uh, but over time, um, um, I became very comfortable with it. Um, and a lot of that's because, especially in the nano cap, which we're we already ignored, this, these stocks are already ignored. And now when you have a, a what looks like a shitty company ignored, that could be, you know, very beautiful. Uh, it, it stays hidden for even longer and allows us to buy a lot more stock at depressed levels. Um, number seven, of course, high insider ownership. And then that, that really doesn't go, deserve much explanation. I think, you know, we like to see teams that have a lot of ownership by management. Uh, number eight, manageable debt burden. Um, we don't mind companies that have debt and we actually like a little bit of debt if the return on um, investment is, um, is, is favorable. Um, but we don't want it. We don't look for like, for, we don't like companies with a lot of like bloated up debt structures. We will do it once in a while if the company is very unique in terms of its growth um, story. Uh, but preferably, we like to see companies, if they have a lot of debt, um, and we do want to buy them to have a pathway to maybe paying down that debt somewhat to, to some degree. Um, 
you know, you, I think usually we're looking for a debt equity maybe of we're okay twenty, you know, under twenty or thirty percent is kind of what we're what we'd be looking at. Um, ability to grow without excessive equity raises is number nine. You know, I think you know that, Bobby. We talk about it all the time. Uh, we love uh, watch uh, investing in companies that can grow internally, um, use their capital, um, use use their um, equity raises sparingly, maybe for interesting tuck acquisitions. Um, but um, that's a really important part of what we do here. Not saying that you know some companies get away with it and they 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 issue stock and they grow, but over time it's just usually um, um, our, our probability for success is better looking at companies that treat their shares like a treasure or gold. Um, and again, that goes in hand in hand with number ten: uh, shares outstanding are not excessive. Um, I've always talked about this, at least in U.S. companies, we're looking for investing in these smaller companies with less than 50 million outstanding shares. And I mean, I'm, but I'm usually well under, you know, 10 or 20, uh, you know, million and in, in the ones I look at. And the reason that is really, it, it, it's not necessarily the high share count that it's, it's what it means. And it could, if that, if, if the, it could show that Imagine team has just been unsuccessful uh, using its um, stock um, accretively. Um, so you're basically looking at the soul of the management team sometimes. So if they're willing to continue issuing shares and, and maybe not even not get much out of the on the business, it shows that I'm not investing in their management team. It's a kind of report card thing. Now, what I will do um, if there's a new team that comes in, for example, I'm not going to hold them accountable for some of the sins of all management. So there are times when I will put that requirement aside um, and um, consider consider going um, breaking that rule a little bit. Now it's also Bobby important to know that not every stock that we buy is going to meet all ten of these things. But we're looking for it to go in that direction, right? And there might be some that are more important than others. There may be a company only meets three or four, but for that company, it could be life changing, depending on which ones it is. Um, there's some other stuff here I haven't, you know, I could probably add and I probably should add, you know, maybe margins, these kind of things, um, you know, gross margins, uh, operating margins, um, possibly I'm thinking about that. Or maybe things, things like, um, like what I could add here is, you know, we love companies that have a lot of operating leverage that are able to grow earnings per share and net income with smaller increases in revenue. Uh, we love those. So, Hey, Maj, is this list in any particular order of importance? Or is it? It depends, man. Yeah, it's it's like it's like it. Not really. I mean, I can tell you that um, when I find a company with a long operating history that's been ignored and hasn't really just been sticking around, even though the story isn't that great. Um, I love those companies. I love these long operating history companies. I just I, I'm just looking for them to some point break out of it to an inflection point. Um, but they're all pretty important to me. Like, you know, I mean, the high insider ownership, for example, which I, I think is important, it might not be the most, it's, it's not probably, I'll buy stocks with, you know, low insider ownership possibly. Like I'm looking for at least 20%, for example. That's, that's why I want to see 23%. But I own, I've owned companies, you know, with five, 10%, you know, that's still, that are still okay. Um, that worked out. Um, and it, again, it depends on the industry that I'm looking at. Um, Again, if you're if I'm looking at a software company or medical device company, 
I'm more concerned about generating revenue than I am near-term profitability possibly. So that's, it's, it's, it's really, a, it's really a scenario analysis, Bobby, depending on what I'm looking at. Well, is there any one of these criteria that have maybe led you down the wrong path? You know, where you're like, Oh, it's a uh, at or near profitability. Let's, let's take a deeper dive and then gone from there. I mean, has, has any of these, you know, you're it's on the list, but it's, you know, it's, it's sometimes steered you in that wrong direction. Well, of course you always have to look, you know, these, these are only lists, right? You, but you have to continue to dig into the quality of the story and, yeah, we make mistakes all the time, um, uh, um, thinking that we found something that meets a criteria and it doesn't in the end. Um, and that, that's, although I love these turnaround stories a lot, like I said earlier, that's where I've often maybe hit a snag where I invested in a, in a turnaround that didn't quite play out the way I thought it would play out. And I think that's where some of my bigger mistakes have been made. But that's, that's expected uh, to some degree. Um, I know this, when I break the... Uh, nine and ten ability to grow without excessive equity raises or shares outstanding or not excessive. When I break those, um, you know, I, I usually go back and regret it. <laughs> it's oftentimes. Now I'm not talking Canada. I'm talking in the U.S. Um, and we can talk about why that is later. I think I have some kind of stupid theories on that. <laughs> so. Let's hear. Let's hear a stupid theory. Come on, we got some. Not now. We'll talk about it later. I gotta, I gotta, I'm, still right. flushing, I'm still flushing it out and getting the data. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, um, I mean, is there any final thoughts that you want our your audience to know about long tier one quality microcaps? You got. You have an example of. Hey, how about that? Here, let's let's do this. Do you have an example of an investment that you had that hit the most of your core criteria? Ooh, and man. and did it and did it work out? I guess that's the real question. Well, I'm obviously gonna. Well, I can. <laughs> you know, I think that should be another podcast because I can be. I can give you one that worked out, one that didn't work out. <laughs> we, we could do that because I gotta think about all the. But there are, yeah, there's a definitely. Well, no, up. we'll save that. We'll save that for for the in the market trenches podcast. We we got to get you on a, as a guest on there to talk about that. I think that would be a good. Great, I can do. One. I can do maybe like a um. Well, I know we, we talked about IEC, for example, on, right. on, the, on this podcast. Yep. Um, you know, you can, if you want to maybe um, when you post this podcast, you can put a link to that one. Yep. And that's the, that's a pure example of one that prob, um, meets a lot of these criteria. Um, um, maybe most of them actually. So, although they don't meet number seven, uh, insider ownership, I don't think it's high there. I got to go back and look at that. And the debt burden, I got to take a look at that again because they have a low cash balance, but um, which isn't debt, but uh, relative with the, the cash position they have relative to their debt might be might throw some people off. But in, in their case, they've been able to manage it really well. So and that's how they've operated for years. So that's a great example of one where it might not meet. And of course, I could put some balance sheet stuff on here, too, where, you know, maybe number eight might be better to say balance sheet is kind of meeting certain criteria, list a few bullet points there. But IEC doesn't have a lot of, doesn't operate with a lot of cash in the balance sheet. Um, and they and they have, you know, probably a little more debt than I would want, uh, but they've been able to um, prove they can grow through that. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, should we uh, unshare and, and, and uh, get some oh, final yeah. thoughts and take us home? Yeah. Here we go. All right. Here we go. 
All right, man. All right. So you want to wrap it up real quick on, on tier one quality microcaps and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll get to BS and about football. Yeah. Well, I think, that, well, I think that's good. I think, look, if anybody out there has their version of maybe some of a tier one uh, company uh, or maybe that we, some, some criteria that we think we should include, let me know, please. I'd love to add them to this list, you know, maybe together. Um, I'm sure we can continue to flush this out and have a lot of subcategories too, but I like to keep it simple as I can though. And then we can just get too granular and that's, that's not good either. Very good. All right. So now I'm looking, I just, you know, encourage you to anybody who's interested in learning more about these companies, you know, come to geoinvesting.com. Um, we're at it every day. Um, really looking for these companies and, and we're, a lot of fresh ideas, but we also have, you know, 13 years of archive research in a lot of these companies. So if you want to do your own research um, and kind of juice that up a little bit, you can use our archives for that too. Um, so, um, so you can geoinvesting.com. We have a free trial. You can follow me at, at on Twitter at Moz Geoinvesting. You can follow Geoinvesting at, at Geoinvesting and email me at Maj at geoinvesting.com if you want to talk stocks at all or more about the subject. Very good. All right. Um, all right. So, well, any thoughts on this past weekend and then uh, upcoming schedule? You guys got Tennessee next week. So yeah, chalk, well, chalk well, that up to a loss. About the Cleveland game, remember? Oh, yeah. That was, I, I, I didn't I take Cleveland. I was not going to take Cleveland on that game. That was an easy – You owe me $5,000, Bobby. Oh, I yeah, right. Yeah, 5000 <laughs> it's being wired. It's being wired today, dude. I promise. When I put you on mute, we made that bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Pittsburgh Canada game. I thought they, I remember they played a really bad game against the Eagles, so they got lucky yeah. with that one last week. Yeah, and I thought Cleveland stole one. Um, well, you kind of um, was it? The, did they play the Colts? I think they played the Colts last week. They did. Yeah, uh, the week the re, the week before. Yeah, so I just thought the Steelers were just like, and the Steelers had played like their schedule wasn't that tough. And they had a lot to prove going to play Cleveland, you know. So I think that's why that one, you know, I was really hot about that. They, they, they crushed Cleveland. This that week, going to be, I don't know, man. man. I mean, Tennessee, um, they stole one, right? I don't, I don't they, know who stole that. They, the Tex- they, <laughs> I don't know, man. That was, they stole that one too. I mean, yeah. I don't know. They looked, they looked, they looked pretty good too. That's, yeah, that's gonna be tough. I'm not. I'm not feeling that confident about the Steelers. I mean, I, I don't think the spread's out yet. Um, and the, the Steelers now are they're five. Are they five and zero now? Yeah. Yeah, they're five and zero. That's the first time since um, was seventy four uh, when, they, um, when they when they went when they were four and zero. So yeah, I mean, and and um, their defense really played up the par. That, that's this is their best game they played defensively. So I'm still long the Steelers. Um, the Titans, you know, you got, you got, you got an ex Belichick coach there and the Steelers record of beating Belichick <laughs> you know, in the was not that good. So, uh, I'm not ready to pick it yet, but I'm leaning towards, uh, unfortunately, uh, the, this, this could be the game where the Steelers kind of maybe, um, uh, this is, this is a test game. This is a big, game, but this is I still think they're going to pull it off and, but I don't know if they'll cover. So we got to see what that spread is. Maybe if, if it's, it may be like a three points. Um, uh, what do you mean? That's probably gonna be a three, three and a half point spread. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We got my Giants. I would, t- I would take them. I would take it them. If it was anything more than seven or eight, I mean, I, I would probably would like to take them to win, but not to cover. 
gotcha. We got my Giants playing uh, your your hometown team though right now. Are they playing other? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're playing Philly. They're playing Philly this week. That should be. Hey, we're on a one game winning streak, dude. All right, look, we'll we'll take a win any way we can. I mean, unfortunately, I'm in LA and I don't have red zone, so of course I can watch the game. But uh, I, I saw you'll the highlights. Win, I think you'll win that game. What? I think you're gonna win. You think we're gonna win? I All hope right, we man. win. I mean, I mean, honestly, I don't mind if we just tank for Trevor. I'm cool. <laughs> win, lose, just nobody, nobody else get injured. We don't need any more ACLs. That's that's no good. That doesn't help anybody. Um, so you know, just make it fun. You know, I mean, I, I do always like being the Eagles. Huh? It's, it, it, it would be nice to see any. You know, well, they lost. Well, they lost two really tough games in a, in a row, right? Eagles. Um, they lost to the they lost they lost they lost to the Redskins. I mean, right? they, I mean, they had two. Those are two tough games, though, man. Like they lost they lost Steelers. They lost your Steelers, and then they lost to Baltimore. They lost to Baltimore by two points this last week. I mean, they almost stole that one. They did, yeah, but they but again, they were down big against the Ravens. They're down big against Steelers. Yeah, both seventeen points, both games come back yeah. that close to win it, and they can't they can't. I think they're going to be like a, it's going to be tough to come back emotionally from that. I think. And I think the Redskins beat them. I think didn't they the first game of the season or not? I don't. I mean, it's a no. The red, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, hey, it's Washington football after being up like seventeen points. So yeah, yeah. So they lost that one. They lost the Rams. They tied the Bengals, and then they beat the Niners. But that was Bengals. But while, you, got, you got you guys got a good chance here, by the way. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I, the Bengals I don't know. They play tough. They play tough against good teams. Like I said, we're tanking for Trevor. I don't even care. It's a Thursday, and it's a Thursday night game. Any, anything could happen on these Thursday night games. That's that's <laughs> yeah. definite. I, I'm just stoked I'll, I'll actually get it. I'm just happy they didn't put it on the NFL Network. You know, you, I would think this is the type of game they might NFL Network it with the one and five versus a one, four and one team. <laughs> but yeah. I guess we got big enough markets where we actually made it to the big time. We're on Fox. So, uh, right. hey, hey, I'll take I'll take it, you know, but all right. Well, I think that's uh that's our football talk for uh, for the week. I really hope that nobody makes any bets based on anything that we said, and uh, <laughs> please do not, because <laughs> we, as much as we like to think we know shit, we don't we don't know shit. Uh, mm-hmm. We just like football. But um, you know, I, I like to. Uh, here, well, let's land the plane. Here we go. I'm, again, I'm I'm producer Robert Kraft. You can follow me on Twitter at Bobby K Kraft. B O B B Y K K R A F T. You can listen to Avoiding the Crowd wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and also the website is avoidingthecrowd.podbean.com. Uh, and you can actually watch this on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash SNNWire. And uh, Maj, you want to repeat where people can find more information about you? Yeah, it's geoinvesting.com. Just go there and send us an email, Maj at Geoinvesting, and I'll get you a free trial if you're interested. Very good. All right, dude. I'll let you go. We got we got games on right now. Let's go. Let's watch. Uh, I got Bill, <laughs> I got Bills and Chiefs on the, this whole time. Let's do this. <laughs> All, right, bye. All right, man. Take care. Have a good one. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network and Majesway Don are not licensed brokers, broker dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy, sell, short, cover securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value if we are long and fall if we are short. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast.